We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. This episode is sponsored by Rainier. Rain dog. <laughs> Vitamin R. <laughs> Welcome Welcome to to the the Holy Holy Hour. Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. I saw this video (laughs) on my TikTok like right before you got here. Someone had stitched it and I looked at the original and she's like, "Um, I know it's like a trend for people to say I hate all men, but it's like not cute or attractive. And she goes on this rant. Amelia, you just astral projected out (laughs) of your body when I said that. (laughs) But I was just like, you're missing the point. Like, girls who are using this sound don't want the approval of men. They don't care about the approval of men. Mm -hmm. And if they are attracted to men, um, using that sound weeds out the ones that they don't want in their lives. It's a fantastic filter. Yeah. And and then they're like, the only people agreeing with her are men- I mean, of course. Of course. And that's exactly what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? and then she's, like, pretty, so I was like, okay, you obviously benefit from, like, the patriarchy because it's more tolerable for you, and you've been taught that getting men's approval is, like, successful or something. Like, that's where you find your worth, but other people don't need the approval of men. Well, to like themselves. I'm so. sure, like, all through junior high and high school, she was feeling very validated by all of the boys in school making her feel like somebody, and so I'm sure that that's the one thing that she has to... And they're like, girls with guns are hot, or Ugh. some shit. Oh but I also realized that this type of girl, like, they're rewarded for the way that they look, and then, like, pandering to this type of man, mm-hmm. but when they age, and they realize that no one, like, cares about women after a certain age, and they're dismissed, like, women don't just die after, like, 35, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And once she is dismissed and no longer seen as an asset to, like, this type of patriarchy, 
she's going to be become a Karen. Yeah. She's going to become the bitch that's yelling at some fucking 17-year-old retail worker about how the customer is always right. It's the Becky because Karen pipeline. Because she needs attention. Yep. Always. She's the type of bitch who's going to be an anti-masker because no one's looked at her since she was 28. <laughs> I said it. I said what I said. Okay. That was a beautiful rant. Thank you. I felt, I've been I, thinking I felt about that it. in my bones. Yeah, I've been thinking about it for the last, like, 20 minutes. I came with a list today. I'm Usually, excited. Liz writes the list. I almost said list writes the Liz. That's yeah, I mean, the deep. list does write me. <laughs> we write each other. Wait, can we talk about what your boyfriend said when you asked if... Um, like he thought that you were funny listening to the episodes he was like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so (laughs) um, I showed him one of the videos that Amelia put together uh to put on our TikTok and um and then I was like sometimes I wonder if I'm actually funny or if Amelia makes me feel funny because she laughs so much and then we like had a little chuckle and then he was like He's like, no, you are funny, but Amelia thinks you're hilarious. <laughs> I was like, okay, ow. It's so true, though. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm just kidding. There's lots of times where I actually laugh out loud when you guys are talking, so that made me feel better. I do. I, whenever I'm going through the videos, I am laughing at what you're saying about 90% of all of the videos. <laughs> that makes me feel It's just a lot of laughing. This this is just a, a I laugh, sex dating I laugh and Liz joke I'm podcast. Good. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love to hear that. Well, some the only things that I have are some uh, just Reddit things. Okay. One of them is... Okay, so one of these things I saw on Reddit is a Today I Fucked Up. And it... Have you seen those? No. Okay. Um, so it's someone someone usually tells a story about how they fucked up and like it blew up in their face. And it's usually like a funny little anecdote. And this one is... Oh. Holy shit. I didn't expect wow. it to be that loud. That was amazing. That was like a commercial. Go on. Um, so one of them is relevant to what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Ooh. Um, about how like... Why is it okay for a man's penis to be in my mouth? But, mm-hmm. you know, why can't? what's wrong with his own dick? That if I kiss him after we, I go down on him, that he doesn't want me to kiss him. Mm-hmm. Um, so here is a reason why. Ooh. <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh, God. All right. I, it's really gross. So the title is, Today I Fucked Up by Not Washing My Dick for 19 Years. That's just a. That's just the title. What? Yeah. Okay. You look so sad. Nineteen years. Is he nineteen? Yes. I don't know what would be worse if he wasn't nineteen. <laughs> I used to wash it, and then I <laughs> yeah. took, got okay. too lazy. Please go ahead. Today I present to you my lifelong fuck up. I am a nineteen-year-old guy. I own a penis, and I've never cleaned it properly in my life. Oh my god. So today I was taking a piss at my job and I noticed a small yellow fragment at the top of my penis. Nope. I wondered where it came from. The only logical answer was inside of my dick. So I peeled the foreskin back a little further every pull and when I got right to the edge of my glands, I found the place it originated from. 
My penis was covered with a yellow clay-like substance. At first, I thought it was normal, but then the smell hit me. At first, I thought it was normal? I realized what had happened. When I was younger, my dad told me to wash my dick. My dad told me um, that to wash my dick, I should pull the foreskin back. And I did, or so I thought. I have always washed my dick, but by pulling back the foreskin just slightly until it uncovered just the tip of my glands. I thought that was just fine, and I never really thought anything of it. I've also been sexually active while this shit was probably in there, but never more than once with the same girl. Weird coincidence. Anyway, I'm realizing all this while still standing at the urinal at work. I tried to peel the loose pieces off, and they let go pretty easy. I know. I was like, this is worse than I thought it was going to be. The biggest pieces are still stuck to my dick. It looks pretty much like their continents. I put my dick in the sink and turned the faucet on, hoping I could wash the big plaques off. I couldn't. My dick was sensitive as hell and the pieces are stuck. I'm about to go in the shower and peel it at it with Q-tips and my fingers until it's clean. And I plan on washing my dick better in the future. I hope that what I've accumulated right now doesn't lead to any serious issues. TLDR, haven't washed my dick properly in 19 years, but I wasn't aware. Now my dick has a crusty smegma layer that I'm going to have to peel off. I just... This is a man who let women near his dick. I am... I have I have a few questions. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to begin. What, you've, you've had sex with an uncircumcised penis yes the foreskin pulls back yeah it does it looks circumcised when it's hard mm-hmm. how did he not see it when he was hard right if the foreskin if it was behind the foreskin i don't know enough about foreskin you know and i wasn't inspecting were there pictures? my partner's oh. dick when i yeah we didn't do any sexting i wasn't like hey can i check this out for mm-hmm. a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also an edit. So it says check this edit out. for all the other guys that have made the same mistake as me. Nope, 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 no. Uh, and the edit is just how to wash his dick. But Mm-mm. the comments are like, oh, fuck. I realized this after reading your today I fucked up. So men are just out here not washing their dicks. And, and and then wanting you to have sex with it. That is fucking disgusting. I'm actually very rarely speechless. <laughs> it's repulsive. I feel as though the last I mean the last guy that I was having sex with consistently was uncircumcised. Consistently was uncircumcised. <laughs> No. <laughs> Has just always been uncircumcised. The guy that I was hooking up with consistently. Consistently remained uncircumcised. The guy that I was consistently hooking up with. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the syntax is important on this one. Yeah, no, he was he was uncircumcised the entire time we were hooking up, but it was the last guy that I was hooking up with consistently. And I feel like I got a full view of of the but now I'm wondering. I wonder if all of well, that smegma lived under. I'm sure this, like, it's so confusing. Yeah, I don't know. It must have been attached to the smegma. Oh, this is so disgusting. Not the yeah. smegma, the foreskin. It must, the smegma must have been attached to the foreskin. The, the biggest ick part of this story to me was when he said, but then the smell hit me. Oh, yeah, I know. How did he not know? How, what? 
And I feel bad for oh these God, poor... Oh, my God. I actually don't know what to say to this. These poor women who probably had to deal with the smell. Anyway, I wonder what it smelled like. What do you think it smelled like? I don't want to imagine that, to be honest. Like I pus? Ugh, stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> okay um well gross men that listen um can you explain how this would happen first of all if you have foreskin please explain how maybe he would have missed this i i I don't understand how far back foreskin goes i guess i guess i don't either like it i i am serious i'm completely at a loss um, yeah, pe- people with penises, please please tell us. Please mm-hmm. write in. Please mm-hmm. let us know. We have multiple questions. Not sure if I want the answer to any of them. I just... I that is know. fucking gross. Yeah. So as I was, like, looking at stuff on Reddit, I was, like... I became... I was looking at Am I the Asshole? Mm-hmm. And I became super thankful that I am not married. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because because so many of the am I the asshole posts are like, um, my mother in law is in love with my husband, <laughs> and, but I'm exaggerating. Yeah, he's like my mother in law is in love with my husband and um, spit on me as I was walking down the aisle at our wedding. Am I the asshole for being upset? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> and then like other ones are like. Um, my husband doesn't do the bare minimum to acknowledge my existence and is cheating on me. Am I the asshole for asking for respect? Good <laughs> like, Lord. I'm just like, God, I'm think, so glad that I'm not married. God, that's why I'm going to be oh, this so fucking deleted. careful about being married. Oh, Damn no. It. it was, am I the asshole for demanding my mom pays for my fiance's wedding dress? And the story was... This mom tried on this man's fiance's wedding dress while, like, no one was home. She had a spare key to their place. What the fuck? And invited herself in and put on his fiance's wedding dress. And then he came home early from work and she was, like, wearing it. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then um, she was like, oh, it's not a big deal. And he, he was like, this is like her wedding dress. Like, And he wasn't even supposed to see it. Yet. Exactly. And then she stretched it out. <gasps> mm-hmm. And then like his wife didn't or fiance didn't even get the opportunity to like wear it for the first time, like on their wedding day. And she's like, it just doesn't feel special anymore. And then um, he was like, this was a $2,000 dress. So fork over $2,000 so she can get a new one. And because it's not special to her anymore. And they're like, she's like, it's not my problem. (gasps) Yes, it is. Because she not only did she like ruin the special moment, she ruined the dress by stretching it out. (laughs) What the fuck? What? That Mm -hmm. shouldn't even be contentious. Were all of the comments like, uh, no, you're not the asshole. Yeah, they're like, fuck your mom. Change your keys. Like, seriously. And then like some of his family is threatening to not come to the wedding and wedding because this is on her side they're on the mom's side yes and like there's so many like whenever i read things like this on am i the asshole it's like the the family is so toxic they're like you're being dramatic it's like no i am so afraid of marrying into a family like that (laughs) yeah like fuck that 
it's seriously, you marry the family when you get married. You're stuck uh-huh. with those people My for life. My mom has always told me that, and it's always been something I've considered. Mm-hmm, it's true. To go to holidays with those people. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm excited for your list. I am don't know which one to start with. Well, okay, so I um, um, remember dog girl Jenna. Yes! What happened to her? I loved her. She's so fucking weird. <laughs> She's so fucking weird. She is making a stupid amount of money on OnlyFans now. I'm oh, like, fuck uh, yeah, girl. Your, your puppy girl, Jenna. Your puppy girl, Jenna. Mm-hmm. Mm, bad bitch. I, but I want to know... Because I'm sure you've seen maybe some of the Your Puppy Girl Jenna videos. Yeah. I probably sent them to you. You did. (laughs) Is it weirder if she has a dog or if she doesn't have a dog? If she does. Why why do you think that? Because, like, it's... Maybe this is just... This is in my scope of knowledge of the situation where I don't have this kink... But it feels sexual in nature. And I feel yeah. as though if she has a dog. I I wonder if she has this kink or if she is catering to people who have this kink. So I watched this video, which is what I'm about to get into, <gasps> oh, oh of her explaining how she got into this. Oh. And she used to play house with her parents when she was growing up. And she would always want to be the dog. And she would, like, go outside and, like, dig holes in the mud and shit. And then her parents, like, as she was getting older, she, like, kept playing this role. Like, when she was too old to be doing, like, make-believe still. And her parents were like, are you going to grow out of this? And she was like, no, it makes me happy. And so she had, like, a crate in her house for herself. And, like, it's it feels like it didn't start out as sexual. So for it to for her to start sexualizing it now is an interesting turn of events. And I want to understand the psychology of that. Uh-huh. But, and we can circle back on that, this <laughs> video like, that I watched. I'm imagining me using my time in therapy to ask my therapist what she thinks about this. I can't even imagine, like, being a therapist and having to just be like, okay, like, keep a straight face during this story. <laughs> Instead of just pure confusion. Yeah. Well, okay, so if I tap into... Um, my inner therapy learnings. Mm-hmm. If there was part of her childhood lacking, mm. our uh, our like childhood trauma and childhood attachment trauma comes out in adulthood like yeah. this, right? So that's true. I like it comes out when we are intimate with other people, and you like cling on to parts of your childhood that brought you comfort, like stuffed animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I always wanted to be the dog when I was, like, which is probably no surprise, when I was playing house, like, in preschool, and that shit fell away really quick for me. Like, Mm -hmm. it didn't even follow me into kindergarten. Like, that stopped in, like, preschool, you know? (laughs) There's this man who had a YouTube channel where he would go around and ask women if he could buy their underwear off of them for $100, the underwear that they were wearing, and he would film this. It was like street interviews. On YouTube? On YouTube. Turns out, and the whole like shtick was that they were fake $100 bills. So he was just like scamming women out of, yep, money. That's disgusting. This man now runs this like porn channel. He has like a Patreon home porn channel i don't really understand it he charges 22 dollars a month 
and has 2,000 subscribers that pay that a month. So this man is sustaining himself entirely from being this disgusting personality. Him and puppy girl Jenna are dating, and he is her owner now. Yeah, and they had this whole expose. What was the, the, there's a series on YouTube called like Love. Actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like about loving each other's quirks. And they had like a whole episode on these two. My quirk is I want to be a puppy. And his quirk is um, he is disgusting and creepy. Yep. And gives women fake $100 bills. And he, they, like, it feels fake. Like, when you're watching this interview, it's like, there's no fucking way this is real. Like, they're just both such caricatures. Like, and we obviously don't kink shame here, but she, like, leans the fuck in. You know? She, like, it's a lot. Um, And he is a lot in his own right. So I don't know how much of it is real and how much of it is, like, trumped up. But they're together now. And it's an interesting couple. So I... Is he the guy that's in the background of her like old videos where he's like, no, get off the couch. No. No. Okay. No, like he (laughs) found her like from those videos going viral. And these two are fucking killing it on the internet. Yeah. I just. They are sustaining themselves entirely. I don't support this man. No. She could do better. Yeah. Yeah. He's disgusting. But I just thought that that was an interesting little couple. I wonder if it's also kind of like a dom-sub dynamic. It seems like it is. But it seems... He's very, like... I don't really... I don't understand it. I don't I don't know if it extends into the bedroom. Like, this, this puppy personality. That would be very interesting if they were, like... If she had this, like, kind of, like, sexual puppy thing happening. But then in the bedroom, they just had vanilla sex. Right. I don't, it'd be, it'd be so, yeah. it, it's hard to imagine, but who knows? If it he, extended into the bedroom, I would like to know how that unfolded, like how she realized that's what she wanted. Yeah. If she was like, tell me, uh, being called a good girl hits different. That's true. So. That is true. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> That's so true. Um, so it could have been like that, or if she was like, tell me I'm a bad dog. Oh my God. <laughs> tell me I'm a bad dog. If tell me I can't be on the bed. Bad dog. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. He feels like a fake dom to me. And in, he probably is. In his, um, I'm going to show you a picture of this guy <laughs> just so we can get a face to the name. Your puppy girl, <laughs> Jenna boyfriend what's this fucking asshole's name i like made a point not to internalize his name (laughs) okay his name's lorenzo this is this clown Mm -hmm. he was the one that was going around asking women for their underwear can you get your underwear for a hundred dollars counterfeit money that's really really fucked up he looks like a sloth yeah he does he sucks Uh... but he's making like $44,000 $44,000 a month just from Patreon. A month. Um, these comments are really funny. Uh, going to the greatest lengths possible to promote your OnlyFans. <laughs> and then this one. I love a businesswoman. This one said, people look at us weird. When you bring your fetish outside, well, yeah. And I think that's something that, like, 
needs to be talked about. Like, mm-hmm. sure, have your fetish. Yeah, fucking do, it. And, do whatever you want in the bedroom. But, like, fetishes are so intertwined with consent, and that includes the general public. Mm-hmm. Like, you not... Like, the general public is not consenting to be part of your fucking kink. Yeah. Yeah. And that's rude. How do you feel about people... Because I've seen... Go to a party. Go to a party where your fetish is accepted. But, like, don't... Don't bring this to other people. (laughs) I've seen a lot of people on Tinder promoting their... (laughs) fetishes what <laughs> the real dog was like my culture is not your goddamn fetish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh so they must have a dog that dog must be in the video hmm. yeah poor guy he must be so confused in the future we'll have flying cars what we have in the future human dogs <laughs> <laughs> people call us crazy well, when my child asks why an adult man is walking an adult woman on a leash, I'm going to have to say she's crazy. <laughs> yeah, actually. If these two are in the BDSM community, how do they not know one of the major rules of consent? They are deliberately walking out of their house into public where people are, and they do not consent to this scene. Absolutely no respect or regard for other human beings at all. Damn. That's a, I mean, That's like exactly I what said, you're saying. yeah, it's a huge part of BDSM, and I'm not even like very involved in BDSM but like when I got my introduction to it um I like the biggest thing that I learned of it was it's exclusively about consent right so then what do you think about when people are like open about their their kinks like on tinder and they like post pictures of their items for example do you think that that is shoving it in people's face or do you think like that there's what a kind of line? items like handcuffs and whips and stuff and be like your bdsm daddy is their name there's a lot of that what the fuck yeah i think it is different i think it would be so much different if you were a submissive mm-hmm. like if you were into pet play like mm-hmm. jenna and you're like um being explicit about that in a way like if you're just like yeah I am into pet play I think that's fine because you want to be with someone who is accepting of that yeah whereas I think now we see so many people who are fake doms on (laughs) dating apps and they're like because they're just using it as an excuse to be abusive to women Mm. oh my god that's so fucked up Welcome to Redux, a podcast about music, by a music lover, for music lovers. I'm Van Berryman, math teacher by trade, podcaster by hobby, former radio host and production coordinator, and avid music lover. Step into Redux for deep looks into album reviews with a concise but thorough comparison of an artist's first album to their most recent and their journey to get there. Plus, top 10 lists, best ofs, and other musical inputs to get you through the day. If you like what you hear, drop a follow on Instagram at Redux Podcast and feel free to let me know there what reviews you want to hear. Come along on this journey with me, sit back, and enjoy the ride. You sent me something um, of your own red flags. 
Yeah. Was that you? That was me. We should talk about that. Okay. Do you want to? Yeah. So I sent Amelia something of like, we talk about, we talk about people's, other people's red flags, like men's red flags when we've like talked to them. But like, what are some of our own red flags? Yeah. I I actually think about it frequently. um, You really do? Yes. I'm too (laughs) self-aware. It's like my, it's my downfall. Maybe you're just too self-judgmental maybe I think I'm pretty great <laughs> yeah me too but I do I think you're pretty great and I think I'm pretty great I think you're pretty great so so there's 100% I, of the people in this room are great but mm-hmm. we also have our own red flags what do you think would be your red flags for you then my number one that I want to just get on the table it feels like one of those interview answers like what's your what's your greatest weakness like oh, I'm just <laughs> too good at my job I make everyone else look bad but I really I'm too I'm too independent and I think that it scares and not independent on like a I I am independent in like a like I'm an independent woman kind of way but like I'm I'm independent in the like you would could just not hear from me for 48 hours and that's not cute (laughs) but like I just don't feel the need to be talking all the time and as a red flag from the outside like that that feels like a solid red flag um but it's just how I am right now and that's how I know I'm not supposed to be in a relationship I am so unreliable I'll be reliable with my friends is that how you were in a relationship toward the end of it yeah I was pretty checked out toward the end of it talk to you in three days bye yeah I mean I would forget to text him for like eight hours it was the source of like all of our fights because we were long distance yeah I was not all we had was our phone I mean long distance it doesn't feel like that big of a deal like I mean Sorry, I'm getting comfortable. You're fine. <laughs> I'm adjusting for the 90th time. Okay. I think this might be it. It's going to be... I'm worried I look... Dynamic like, videos, though, which is I'm good. I'm worried I look, I'll look sloppy on camera. I'm like, I've already just, given up on trying to look together. You look cute always. Oh, so you. Aw. Love you so much. I love you. Um, hold on. Slightly closer. I feel like I'm straining my neck, and like I think it's just because my neck hurts, but I can't figure uh, out a way to. You don't look strained. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I just have like a kink in my neck. Um. Fuck. What, what were we saying? Red flags. Um. Not texting back for a few oh, days. Oh. I mean, I don't. I don't know. When you're long distance, like you're you're doing other stuff, you know. Yeah. You can't spend all your time attached to your phone talking about every single thing you do every part of the day. Right. And that was something that I had to tell the comedian one because he was the first person that I started seeing consistently out of my relationship. Mm -hmm. And I warned him, like, I'm not big on my phone. And it still pissed him off. Like, he was like, totally understand me neither. But for whatever reason, I, like, brought it out of him that he wanted to be talking all of the time. So that was um, a red flag for sure. I think another one of my red flags, um, and I've actually heard this from a few guys, is that I come off as like too much of a bro on dates. Like I, I get too comfortable too fast. And I've noticed that I like overcompensate for them feeling uncomfortable by me being way too comfortable. Like I'll like put my feet up on the chair and be like, yeah, what's up? Like, tell me about your, like what, how's dating been? And it's like not cute, but I do that because I'm uncomfortable because they are uncomfortable. So I'm like, let's be friends and like get comfortable. But I think that that might be one of the reasons that I don't ever get kissed on first dates. (laughs) That does not make any sense to me. 
You don't think that that would be a red flag? Somebody being like too bro-y on a date? Mm, no. Like if someone was too like, okay. So what would the opposite of that be? You know, like if a man was too like, Hey girl, <laughs> like, I'd love that. <laughs> Tell me about your day. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna marry. Or this is one. just like in touch with their feelings or something. Um, Go right to the altar. I I don't think there's anything with like becoming comfortable because I I've also experienced that where you feel like you have to be the one guiding a conversation to being comfortable mm. and. At like and that's because you're like okay like both of us are uncomfortable but I could talk to a brick wall if I had to so yeah 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 I'm just gonna pull that out yeah <laughs> and I mean like maybe part of that is like having done sorority recruitment for four years <laughs> but I like I could talk to anybody yeah about anything yeah and like if one of my friends has to go off and talk to some guy that she likes and I have to like talk to his boring ass friend I'll do it. Right. I'll talk to anyone. Yeah. And you are really good at talking to people. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But um I I understand that. So like but I can't see how that would be a problem. I mean, like me neither. It's one of those things that like I feel like is a strength of mine that I can just like I could I'll just be up. I'm fine with talking about anything. But when guys are like I feel like me being able to hold a conversation when somebody's giving me nothing to work with is something that I feel really comfortable doing. And like the alternative is me not talking at all. And then everyone's bored. And then everyone's it's feeling just, awkward. Why do you have to like yeah. If you have the gift of gab, use it. Right. But it does I've been told And that's why we have a podcast. <laughs> you, wanna, <laughs> you wanna know anything about me? <laughs> we just talk for an hour every week. <laughs> Um, I was sick of people not voluntarily listening to me. So, oh my god, that started so a podcast. Real. So now, when they listen, they have to listen to everything I have to say. <laughs> you guys are forced. You're stuck. Pumping right into your ears. It's a choice. Yeah, I know. I love it. Thanks for wanting to listen to us. But yeah, I like. I don't know that. I think that that contributes to men not kissing me because it seems like I'm not interested when I'm just like a sloppy bitch on the first date, which is fine. Whatever. I don't care. It's the true me. Like if they don't like it, then it, then there should be no second date because that's how I am. What are your red flags? Um, I had started thinking of them and I feel like they escaped my brain. I feel like. The amount of dishes I always have that I need to do is a pretty big red flag. Um, I have so many dishes constantly. And uh, the fact that we have a podcast where we talk about our sex and I was going to bring that up. Yep. Is, I'm sure, would be a red flag to plenty of men. Yeah. But um, I also think, like, the flip side of that is, like, We've talked about this before. It's a good filter to have. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be with someone who can't support me while I, like doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And I obviously don't mean financially support me. No, like, emotionally. Yeah. If you could like support me, my creativity and passion for this and then I don't want to be with you if you can't do that. Right. It's been such an interesting look at doing something that you're passionate about and knowing that it's it's going to be a deal breaker for you if somebody can't be okay with it. Like, that's a really interesting thing to have. Because up until now, and then really, you're like, well, would I want to be with someone 
who wouldn't be okay with this? No, exactly. Like there's or is ashamed of the things I think and care about. Right. I mean, they're getting a crash course in our brain. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They can really just tune in and get a crash course Uh anytime they want. But I do think the alternative also is like it would. I can understand it making someone feel insecure having to listen to us talk about our past relationships. For sure. I I went on a first date recently and he brought up the podcast and I asked if he listened. He said, yeah, I listened to one episode. He listened to um, Your 20s Are a Scam. And he was like, it was really good. I really liked it. But I decided to stop listening because I would rather learn some things from you yourself. Yeah. Like that's totally fair. It's different to listen through the lens of somebody that wants to date you. Yeah. Exactly. And um, I hadn't thought about that until recently, which feels so fucking stupid to say because I've started dating my boyfriend for like pretty early on of this podcast. Yeah. And um, one of our friends asked like, oh, well, how does your boyfriend feel about you talking about past relationships on this podcast? And I was like, I feel like such a dumbass that I haven't really thought of that. And I had thought of it like right as I was editing too, because I texted you, I was like, I think I might take this out because I don't know how I would feel if like I were in my boyfriend's position. Yeah. And you're like, have you like, did you just start thinking about this? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I did. Well, and because he is so like level headed and fair and like he can compartmentalize things in a way that I can't and I'm yeah. not good at. Um, so I asked him this weekend, I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, how do you feel about it? Like someone asked me and I was like, you know, I haven't really asked him. (laughs) And then, um, he was like, I mean, it, it doesn't bother me at all because like, it would be, it would be ridiculous if I tried to pretend like you hadn't dated anyone before we met. And I was like, yeah, I totally agree. But like, I was trying to think of how I would feel in your position if you were doing the same thing. And then he was like, remember when we started dating and you told me you weren't a jealous person? I was like, I'm not, I'm not jealous. I am not a jealous person, but I have been in enough relationships to feel like, um, I can't always trust my partner. So it w- it's more so I, I was like, I wouldn't be jealous of these other people you've dated, but I would feel insecure because I would end up comparing myself to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like normal. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then he's like, well, I don't feel insecure. And I was like, you're just, how are you so great? <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I was just about to say like, you not really thinking about it until somebody asked you is a testament to your relationship because when you were dating before that was at the forefront of like you know like how are they going to feel about this we talked about this a lot when we first started doing this I think my initial concern was they would not be okay with me talking about my current sex and dating life with them Mm -hmm. so that was more of my concern it I it hadn't crossed my mind like oh how are they gonna feel about me talking about past partners yeah I guess that's true but also at the same time like it's it's such a compliment to your boyfriend Mm -hmm. too to not have to really think about it until now yeah because you have a very open and honest relationship and I truly believe he would have said something if it bugged him absolutely and he didn't and so you didn't really have to that that didn't need to occupy any of your space I mean I was gonna say this was one of my red flags too because like really trying to convince a guy that you're dating that like you don't 
you aren't going to air out all of this shit on your podcast. It's yeah. tough. Um, people need to, I don't know, whoever is like trying to date you, um, they need to be able to be a very objective kind of person. Yeah. They need to be empathetic and they need to be really objective. Yeah. And they need to have some self-control of like, okay, well, I realized that I don't like hearing you talk about your past experiences with people, even though I know that that exists, I don't want to hear the details of it. So I'm going to choose to not listen. So they would have to actively make that choice and commit to it and not be jealous. They, and then there's also those people who are like, I hate when people are like, are you going to talk about me on the podcast? And it's like, no. Uh And, uh, it's because you just fucking asked me that. Yeah. And you can tell if they're trying to be like interesting enough to be talked about. Yeah. Um, That's seriously, truly the most annoying thing when like there's a guy that I've been talking to from a dating app for a while. I'm probably never going to meet him. He's the biggest pain in the ass, but he makes me laugh. And <laughs> he is always like, yeah, well, when we meet, you're going to have to sign an NDA. Oh, I'm like, you are not going to be that important in my life that like you think that you're going to be occupying this airspace yeah like, i think chill. it's just it's really obnoxious it's, it's like so obnoxious clearly you don't understand the point of this podcast yeah i think that people look they don't at understand you as a person they don't understand the point of the podcast i think people look at our counterparts <laughs> podcasts that are doing similar work to us mm. that have a completely different objective yeah and i can understand that but once you listen to this we're not shitting on guys unless they're like very shitty. Yeah, <laughs> if they've done something to be shitted on, then don't be shitty and you won't get talked about. Simple math. I don't know. Our podcast has also changed a lot. It really has. I wanted to revisit some of your thoughts on dating apps because I was talking to my boyfriend's roommate and one of his friends, and his friend was like, uh, just kind of like, worn out on dating apps and we have all fucking been there. (laughs) Um, but I was like, okay, like you, I think he's like a handsome guy. He's a good looking guy Mm -hmm. and he's likable and fun and like, you know, just like a, a cool dude. There's like, he's funny. And I was like, I, I I also was going through my head. I was like, how do I know so many like fucking cool people who are single? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and the more I thought about the, <laughs> this is gonna now I'm getting into like some weird territory. The more I thought about the women I know who are single, they are tr- single by choice, mm. and they get snatched up really quickly. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't see that because it feels like work when you're f- trying to get to know someone to date. Yeah, like that's before real. you start dating, yeah. it's like you're like, God, I just can't believe I have to put in this fucking work again. But I have noticed that. The girls I know who are still single are, like, they have more discretion about who they want to pursue a relationship with. Whereas, like, the men I know who are single, they go on all these dates and then they just, like, continue to not go well. And it's just been interesting for me to observe and compare to my own experiences and back to the original train of thought my boyfriend's friend was like telling us about some of the dates he was going on and he was like I just you know there's like no one I'm excited to see again and then he had said um he 
gets like choice fatigue because he's like you can just see one thing that you don't like and just swipe left yeah and because there's a million other options Mm -hmm. and that also kind of puts you in a bubble of like (laughs) in real life if you met some of these people you'd probably have a really good connection and I compared that to my own experience because I met my boyfriend on hinge and like his that I was at a point where I was like, I do not want to be in a relationship. I want to date around and have a good time and focus on myself because I don't want to sacrifice anything. I was just in a very like um, self-focused place, but I still was like looking to date and have fun and meet new people. And when I saw his profile, like I definitely was excited because I thought he was really cute and I thought he seemed kind of like moody and interesting. And I was like, I think normally maybe I would have not responded or been as interested um, if I was like serious about finding a relationship. So when I, interesting, when I did respond to him, I like hit him with a funny pickup line because I, I've noticed that I've had the best luck when I've reached out to the guy. Okay. Like, when I think about my past experiences. Like, if they reach out to me first, I'm not. Like, usually the conversation ends up not being interesting. But if I start the conversation, it usually goes better. That's interesting. That yeah. it makes sense. I so, think you're, you're pursuing something. <laughs> I hit him with a pickup line, and then he didn't respond. He It was like... Um, so-and-so invited you to start the chat and I was like damn what the fuck <laughs> Hello? that was start a the good chat. line <laughs> and then I was like so what do you think this is a good pickup line and then he didn't answer and then I like I remember I was just like excited because I wanted him to reply mm-hmm. I wanted to see what this guy was about and then there's like some stuff on his profile that made me think like maybe he's kind of a fuck boy yeah So that's why I was like, oh, he just seems like a good time. And then um, and then I was like, finally, two days later, after he didn't respond, I was like, hey, I'm not trying to, like, get into a relationship. um, And if that's okay with you, here's my number. Like, I'm not I said I'm not looking for anything serious. And that if that's something you're down for, like, here's my phone number if you want to hit me up. Fuck yeah. And then he messaged me back right away and he was like hey thanks for being like um proactive that definitely sounds good to me and then he texted me right away and I was like damn "Mm, uh that bitch took control (laughs) and then I was like yes I got him to respond and then um just if I hadn't been in that exploratory place and been more open-minded I wouldn't have met him yeah and he is hands down the best partner I've ever had yeah he's really great you guys he's, are really great he's together. a great guy and I just wouldn't like if I had been kind of experiencing that choice fatigue and been like I don't like this one thing left swipe yeah then I wouldn't have met him and it just made me curious like what do you think like I feel like you know, your brand on TikTok has a lot to do with dating apps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I've started reviewing people's profiles. People are paying me to review their profiles, which has been fun. And that's the number one thing that I say is somebody can find one thing that turns them off. And if the rest of your profile is great, it doesn't matter. And that sucks. But that's just the nature of it because it's so automatic. People are like our brains judge so quickly it's like 
involuntary. We it's not like we're like making the decision like, oh, well, this one thing is wrong. So and this app is also asked like every dating app is asking you to do that. Yeah, essentially. Yes, because that's the that's the issue with trying to get people to paint a, a full picture of themselves. It it opens up the possibility of people being scared away by a yeah. stupid answer or like a picture that's not flattering. So it's it's a double edged sword in that sense. I think your experience is interesting because finding something, it's like the, one of those situations, we talked about this a lot in the beginning of the podcast, like you find what you're looking for like when you, when you least expect it, you know, and it's cliche, but it's cliche for a reason because that's true. When you don't put a whole lot of pressure on something, it, good things happen. Yeah. And I think when... I've been, I mean, I haven't been looking for a relationship, but like I met Music Man when I was like not looking for anything and that's obviously not turned into anything, but that's another instance of just like, I just kind of casually- expecting to like him that much. Right, and I just like got to know him just because I just wanted to know who he was, not from yeah. like a, a romantic standpoint. So I think choice fatigue is real, but then the other side of that is like once you get choice fatigue for so long and you go through so many profiles, you start to feel hopeless about it. Yeah. And then you start to get really you start to see past red flags. And that's something that I hear a lot in my comments on my videos of like, you've made me look at these profiles more critically because people are just like seeing through very obvious red flags because it is so grim out there like there are so many bad profiles that like if somebody's not like confessing to a murder on their profile then they're like worthy of a date you know what I mean yeah so I think that the dating apps need a, a complete like I don't like a make I don't even know what it would look like people keep asking me like what would your perfect dating app look like I don't well, know I do have to say hinge did like the most compatible thing for me and my boyfriend now. Yeah, and I mean that's like, an interesting think you two AI thing. Compatible. That's cute. And then I looked at his profile and I was like, "You right? He a cutie." <laughs> huh. There's it. some stuff about this profile that I'm like, maybe he's a fuck boy. But and I've told him that, and he's like, "All boys are fuck boys a little bit." And I was like, "You're not wrong." It's a spectrum. The fuck boy spectrum. The fuck boy spectrum. <laughs> True. True. Um, yeah, I Hinge is kind of doing this fucked up thing now. You were you? Were, were I'm there, an old girl. Tell me. I know. I'm like you. Were you on when they introduced roses? No. Okay, so they have roses now, where they hide. You get one rose a week, and then every day they show you. It must be eight standouts of people who have gotten a lot of likes on certain pictures or certain answers. And you get to choose which one of them deserves a rose. And you they refresh your rose every Sunday. You can buy more roses. But what's fucked up about it is they're taking the most compatible and hiding it behind this paywall. So in order to oh, like that people sucks. that are... Yeah. So I have been seeing a lot of really great... So they're focused more on making money than like... And they have to because... helping people. Tinder's the same. Tinder does standouts now. Um god mm -hmm. i'm paying for tinder now fun fact oh, god. for research a lot of people have been asking me if paying for tinder is worth it and i'm like well i'm making enough money to cover this the cost of this fat fuck hi 
um, to cover the cost of my monthly subscription. So I'm just paying for Tinder for a month to check it out. And it's honestly pretty great. You get to see everybody that's liked you. Oh. Mm-hmm. And mm. then you get to get as many standouts as you want. But um, I will not be paying for Tinder for much longer because it's fucking Tinder. But um, yeah, it's pretty fucked up that it's all about money now. I had a dating app reach out to me to work with them. I didn't see it in time. They ended up going in another direction. Uh-huh. But um, it was brand new and it's all about phone conversations you have voice conversations um, I hate that so, so so do I so I probably wouldn't have worked with them but it's an interesting thought because like yeah. so much is lost in tone yeah um true so that was interesting so I feel like people are trying to combat this issue I'm just like getting sad thinking about like I never might I might have never met my boyfriend because he would have been behind a paywall mm-hmm. it's pretty fucked yeah pretty uh, fucked hey hinge that's fucked I keep trying to get a hinge deal. Um, I think I've talked too much shit about them, so I'm giving up on it now. Like, but still haven't been approved by Raya, but it is what it is. I'm going to plug this um, TikTok doctor. I don't know his name, but he does this thing that's... Um, doctor? Doctor. <laughs> that's pretty good. But he does this thing called cap or no cap. And he, when people, you know, like people give like medical advice, TikToks, he'll duet them and he'll put on a cap when what they're saying is fake. And he'll say no cap at the top if it's the truth. Somebody asked him if this was true and it is. And he, the fact was that menstrual cramps are as painful as heart attacks I thought that that was a very interesting stat. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a heart attack feels like, obviously. I would assume you move your cramps up to your heart. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> it's uncomfy. That would be so uncomfy. But like the fact that you think it would just be uncomfortable and not like life threatening says a lot to how we've had to learn to cope with cramps. That's so true. I saw a video of this guy um, trying a cramp. Like one of those little like I love those videos simulators, and he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna like try and like cook a meal while I have." Yes, I talked about that last yeah. week. Oh, okay. Yes, and then so, and Remarkable. the like, comments were like, "Okay, and now pretend try and pretend like nothing's wrong." Did he do oh, it? Yeah, because you talked about it, and then it came up on my for you page. Like I think the next day. It's because TikTok's listening. Mm-hmm, Daddy TikTok. I'm not mad about it. God, but the idea that it's as painful as a heart attack and would I say anything if I was having a heart attack? Would I, would I ignore it? I wonder how often heart attack symptoms. I I have read that a lot of the times when women go in because they think they're having a heart attack, um, doctors treat them like they're just being dramatic. What? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, it's just stress. That makes me so mad. Legitimately a heart attack. That's your sex fact of the week. Sex fact of the week. <laughs> yeah. Um, carry around Bayer aspirin with you. It can save your life if you're having a heart attack. Fun fact. Oh, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. We're on TikTok now. Yeah. At the holy hour on TikTok. Very exciting. Get to see what we look like when we're talking shit. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. In this episode specifically, you'll get to see us sit in several different positions. This is when I feel the oldest is when I can't get comfortable with my neck my neck and my back my pussy and my crack mm-hmm. I feel like that <laughs> okay anyway um holy hour podcast at gmail.com at the holy hour on literally every social platform now which is pretty exciting um slide into our dms 
tell us if you wash your penis correctly if you're uncircumcised. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was so long ago. I know it was. <laughs> We've been recording for a long time. Okay. Okay, love you. We love you. Bye. Goodbye. Our children. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.